This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast after a busy, busy football Sunday. Uh, and remember, uh, Come to you exclusively on the Bet Rivers Network. And for all of your wagering needs, it's Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey. Play Sugar House in the state of Connecticut. All right. A, a tough day today in some regards, a promising day in other regards. Let's start with the Jets. There's a lot to like about this game today. They fought, they got behind. They still had a chance to maybe even pull out a victory. There was some plays they made that you had to really uh, smile about. There was some defensive plays they made that you had to smile about. There were some plays on both sides of the ball that you weren't happy about, okay? Some things that have to be cleaned up. Some things that White has to do better. Um, there's a couple of things you saw from him today um, White has got to, I know he doesn't want to run, but there were at least two golden opportunities to run for first downs, and he didn't, okay? He has got to understand the difference between running for running's sake and running when running serves an enormous purpose. In this league, even if you aren't a runner, you have to be able to go forward for 10 yards and get the first down and get down and get out. I understand he's not a runner, okay? Uh, you saw him make some throws you wanted back. You also saw him make some very, very good throws. You don't want anybody throwing 57 times. And obviously, the Jets had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Uh, give Minnesota credit for some of their defense in the red zone. And obviously the Jets were hurting and are hurting in the backfield. You know, they wish they still had Hall and Carter. They don't, okay? It hurts, all right? They need, if they had Hall, it's a different game, all right? There's no question about that. If they have Hall in the red zone, they score on multiple occasions. But that's just not what they have right now. You got to play to what you have. And obviously uh, he is looking for Wilson. Wilson has big game ability. He came within an inch of making that a touchdown. Um, targeted 15 times, catching eight for 162 yards on the day. Um, big plays abounding and then getting down there and not getting in the end zone. Um, hey, like I said, positive things to, to, to look at. Some plays you'd like back. You're playing a team that has a lot of weapons. For the most part, their, their play against the Minnesota, defense, uh, Minnesota offense was exceptional, especially in the second half. Their defense got plenty of stops when they needed stops. 
um, they did a, you know, they did some very, very positive things and could have easily come out of there with a win. That's what's frustrating. But the fact that the Jets are in that game, the fact that they are competing in that game, the fact that that game is on the line in the final seconds is a distinct positive. It shows you how far they have come as a team, that they are in there banging and competing in that kind of game. Okay, they're not perfect yet. They have a lot of work to do, especially on offense. They're a very, very good defensive team. And today, yet, they still gave up some plays on defense, but that's going to happen against a team like Minnesota. You know, you're only going to hold a Jefferson down for so long. You know, you're not going to hold, you're not going to hold someone like him down the whole day. You're not going to hold Cook down the whole day. It's not going to happen. Okay, those guys are top players. So from that standpoint, the defense did enough to present the ball, to make plays, to make the stand that they did after they couldn't get in the end zone, uh, to get the ball back, all that. Very, very positive. So many things to like, uh, but you easily could have been talking about one for the ages for the Jets where they pulled out a game and solidified a playoff spot uh, and, you know, Really, you would have been raving about this team going forward if they had just made one more play in this game. That's the bottom line. But there's a lot to take from it. Okay? Have they solidified their playoffs? But they haven't. But having the Chargers lose today was not a bad thing. It was a good thing. All right? Now they go to Buffalo. That's going to be a very hard game to win. One you don't expect to win. Buffalo now has home field advantage after the Kansas City loss today. I think they will relinquish it back to the Chiefs uh, considering the schedules, but that's not the case right? Uh, this Sunday coming up. Jets have got to go there. Jets have got some tough games to play. Even the Detroit game in two weeks isn't easy anymore because Detroit's playing very well right now. They're getting better. We talked about that the last couple of weeks. They are getting better. And... They're up to five and seven, and they've won, and, and they've played very, very well, and they almost beat Buffalo on Thanksgiving Day. So they're a quality, you know, getting to be a quality opponent. They're, I know it's hard to say about the Lions, but they're doing some good things. But again, Jets didn't have to win this game today. You wanted to see them compete; they competed. You wanted to see them hang in there; they hang in, they hung in there like just grim death. But they weren't able to make the play that got them over the top. And that just shows you that there is still improvement that has to be made. Remember, there's a quarterback who's got a couple of games under his belt. These are some players at certain spots that have very few games under their belt. They're moving in the right direction. And you saw some positives today. Next week, another tough one. And then there's going to come a couple of games against the Lions, against the Jaguars, that they're going to have to win if they want to go to the postseason. Because most likely, most likely, they're going to come out of next Sunday at 7-6, and six, which is far from the end of the world. Because as we told you, there's nobody in the South going anywhere other than Tennessee. There's nobody... Uh, in the West, other than the Chargers, that can be a threat after Kansas City. And the Chargers fell today. 
So that's a positive. Cincinnati and Baltimore are both going to make the postseason. Baltimore eat that game. I'll get to all the games in a little while. But from that standpoint today, the Jets got a positive because the team that out of the division they have to worry about lost, and that's the Chargers. Okay, that's that's the bottom line. And like we said, they'll probably be seven, six going coming out of next Sunday. And then they have the Lions and the Jaguars on Thursday. And those are games they have to win if they want to go to the postseason. As for the Giants, oh, it was a bad 2020 tie. It was a 2020 tie that shouldn't have happened. The play that angered me the most, and there were a couple of them, the Feliciano play. What are you doing? Don't tell me you're going up there to, 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 you, know, to, you know, to cheer your teammate. It comes off as taunting. You ran up to five guys and taunted them and turned what was a basic field position play that was going to set up where you're going to be up 10 points minimum. Instead, you wind up keeping it a one-score game. He makes a fourth down play, comes down the field and scores. In overtime, the, Jet, the Giants, I don't know what they were doing. I didn't like the play before the half. I'll live with it. Okay? I saw Dable try to explain it. He didn't do a great job, but it was a, it was a bad call. He basically said it was... Jones's option, but it was a bad option. The third down play before they had a punt in overtime was just a complete mess up. Would I have gone on fourth down there? Absolutely not. The tie does not kill you. It's better than a loss. It could turn out to be key down the stretch. So from that standpoint, you know, Rivera got to the point after the sack on first down where he said, hey, I'm not going to throw this game away. I'm not going to get sacked in the end zone. I'm missing two offensive linemen right now. My center's out. My guard's out. I'm not going to do that. You get sacked in the end zone here and give up a safety. Or have him fumble the ball and give up a, you know, a cheap touchdown. I'm not doing that. I'm going to take my, you know, tie and get out of here. It's half a win, half a loss. It's better than a whole loss. But the Giants had this on a couple of occasions, and they screwed it up. They also went into a real rut when they could have taken control of this game. I give them credit because they were in trouble in this game at one point, and then they really put it together and went on a score, you know, and really took command of the game. It looked like early on Washington was going to have their way with them. And then their defense really stiffened, and they got pressure on the quarterback. They also got a couple of, they got a couple of breaks because they got a couple of injuries to the Washington offensive line, which really made Washington very susceptible to their pressure. Early on, they were doing a good job against the pressure, and he was finding receivers who are in man-to-man coverage and eating up the giant secondary. That was going to go on, I thought, too long. What happened was they lost a couple offensive linemen, and that changed things. 
Heineke still showed his magic in the fourth quarter, you know, on that fourth and four play, and then, you know, with two, two and change left, and then taking it down the field for the touchdown. But it was a frustrating, frustrating tie, no question about it. A tie that shouldn't have happened. Stupid plays like the taunting penalty. Just a stupid play. I mean, I... It just annoys the heck out of you because it's a, it's just it's just a play you don't make. It's just it's just dumb. Well, you know, save that nonsense. You're in the NFL. Save that nonsense. But the Giants, they went into a rut. They had their opportunities, and. I would say at the end, Washington came out more satisfied by the tie because they nearly, never really had the opportunity. The Giants did. I thought the Giant defense, when Washington was in the middle of the field, the Giant defense on those plays played superbly and made a couple of really big key plays against the Washington offense. Those were key plays because Washington was a minute away from getting close enough for a field goal. They didn't get there. The Giants did a good job on that. A very good job. They had some shaky plays in the secondary. Uh, they had some very good plays up front. I thought Daniel Jones did some very, very good things with his legs today. You know, he, he made some good throws. He made some accurate throws. He made a couple of questionable decisions. But his running today and running for first downs really was an enormous factor in the game. His 12 for 71, those were very big yards that he got. And remember, he did hit Slayton on a big play where Slayton dropped the ball, but Slayton's been pretty good, so I'm not going to get on him for dropping one ball. He's been pretty good. So I'm not going to go crazy about that. I thought the Giants' use of the clock... Some of the stuff they did in their play calling, I I wasn't thrilled with in overtime. But, hey, be that as it may, they get out of there, and they get out of there with a a tie, a frustrating tie for them because they should have won the game. But at least it's not a loss. And like I said, I saw some positive things, some things I don't love. Let's be honest. Barkley hasn't been much of a factor in the running game in weeks. Jones was a big factor with his running today and his passing, which was accurate, and his running, you know, he was on, he was on target today. And his running was superb. I mean, and he showed patience. He showed awareness. He made big plays with his legs, big first downs with his legs, moved the chains on four or five huge occasions in the game with his legs. So that was a distinct, distinct positive. Hodgins did some good things. Bellinger did some good things. Good to see him back. Um, So nobody's thrilled with the tie, but you'll live with it. You'll live with it. Now, what didn't help today was you didn't deal Washington a loss. And Washington got out of the game in your building. You guys still go to their building. 
You know, so from that standpoint, they're seven, five, and one. You are seven, four, and one. You got to still go to their building. And Seattle today wins that game. Gino hits Metcalf against Ramsey, and they had a war today. An absolute war. That was one of the more ferocious late games. I watched a lot of that game late, and that game was ferocious. Um, they like each other because Ramsey and Wagner were going crazy. That's really why. But Metcalf scored over Ramsey late, which I love because Ramsey never shuts up. And that was a good win, big win for Seattle. A really big win for Seattle because they had no running game. Remember, Walker goes for 30 the first play of the game, goes out of the game, doesn't run anymore the rest of the day. He hurts his ankle. They, go four, they lose three running backs today. I don't know how long Walker's out. A lot of big injuries in the league today, including a stunner to Garoppolo, which changes everything because I don't know if the Niners think they can win with Purdy a long time. But let's be honest. There's nobody they can get that I think's out there. And Garoppolo's gone for the season. So that's a big, we'll get to that in a minute, but he's gone for the season. So that impacts them. I still think they're going to win their division. They're going to hold on and win the division. They're that good, but they need, they need an upgrading quarterback if they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and they would have had a chance with this team. They won five games in a row after today. They're eight and four, and they, they have a legitimate chance to be a major factor, but I don't know what they do now without Garoppolo. But Seattle won today, which doesn't help the Giants. We know that. But, again, it's better than a loss. That's how you look at it. It's better than a loss. You don't love it, and it's frustrating on a lot of levels. And they should have, should have been able to win the game. And next week, the Eagles come into their building, and the game is enormous enormous for the Giants. You're going to see the Eagles twice. You're going to see them this week. The Giants don't have any easy games left unless you consider the Colts an easy game. They still have to go to Washington. In two weeks, so they got the Eagles, then a trip to Washington. So from the Jets' standpoint, I love the fight. I love the fact they didn't spit the bit when they were down 17, you know, 20 to 3. And from that standpoint, you know, I thought that there were some good things to take from the game from them today. There really were. There's some things you got to clean up. There's some things they got to do better. Um, they had plenty of opportunities. Plenty of opportunities. But, you know, you're down 20 to 3, you're down 20 to 6 at the half, and you don't quit in that game. And when they get the touchdown again, when you have to settle for the field goal, at 2012, and they go to the, and get seven. You still didn't let it quit there. You came back again. The bottom line is they fought like heck today. 
and did showed you a lot of good things and showed you they've improved dramatically. As for the Giants, the, the negative tie, but a tie. All the same. Beats losing, but they should have won the game. They had a couple of golden opportunities to win this game. Now, around the rest of the league. Steelers and the Falcons, who cares? Packers and the Bears. Fields was bad in the second half. Uh, threw away a big lead, a couple of bad interceptions. Rodgers uh, hits a couple of touchdown passes to Watson. They win. Not that it matters. Neither of them is going anywhere. Uh, Lions, 5-7 and seven now with a 40-14 to 14 win over the Jaguars. 40-7. A uh, forty to fourteen, and now five and seven for the Lions. Um, Lawrence got banged up. I know he hurt his knee a little bit. I don't know the extent of that one yet. I don't think it's serious, but I'm not sure yet. So let's wait on that. Um, Eagles rolled over the Titans. Uh, they continue just to you know have big game after big game, comfortable game after comfortable game. Uh, what can you say? They just continue to roll as they come here to play the Giants next week at 11-1. and And, you know, the Titans are not a bad team, and they just pounded the Titans today. Broncos and the Ravens. Lamar Jackson went out of this game in the first quarter. You know, Huntley's not terrible. But Lamar Jackson went out of this game, and that's a real hit to their consciousness and their heart and everything else for that Raven team. And the Broncos, who are good defensively, had the lead, had the lead, had the lead with four minutes left, and then the Ravens drove the field and won the game 10-9. You knew they would. You knew they'd get by sometime in the game. You know why? Because their culture is winning, and the Broncos' culture, especially under this regime, which is going to be short-lived, is losing. Now, the Jackson injury, don't know yet. It's a knee injury. He didn't come back in the game. Huntley played the rest of the way after the first quarter. Um, so I don't know yet. So a lot of guys, Lawrence got banged up today in his game. Jackson went out of his game in the first quarter. Garoppolo went out today for the season in the Niner game. Deshaun Watson came back today, but they didn't win because of Deshaun Watson. They won despite of him. He looked terrible. They got a punt return for a touchdown. They got an interception for a touchdown. They got a fumble for a touchdown. So most of their 27 points were set up by either special teams or defense. They did nothing offensively. Chubb ran for 80, didn't even find the end zone, which he usually does. And Watson looked bad. But um, the Texans kept turning the ball over. And I don't get it from the standpoint of, them playing Allen, because I think Mills is a better quarterback. Case closed. I think he's a better quarterback. So I, I, don't, I don't get that at all. Um, but it doesn't really matter. They're not going to win a whole lot of games this year. They're going to win. They've already won one game. They won 10-1. Um, Seahawks. Rams came back and took the lead at 23-20. Seahawks under Geno had not had a last you know, late game, come from behind, pull one out, victory. Well, they do now because he hit Metcalf with the game winner. Um, 
with uh, 40 seconds left, and Metcalf was being guarded all over the field. Uh, and they were going at it just – Ramsey and, and Metcalf were going at it the entire game. Metcalf got a, a personal foul. They were beating the heck out of each other. They were gesturing. Like uh, in the third quarter, Ramsey was gesturing, line up on my side, line up on my side. And then Metcalf would go across in motion and say, come with me, come with me. And then he started flopping and going after him on every play. And they were going after each other like crazy in that game. Two, you know, big-time players, although, you know, Ramsey's mouth never stops moving. But uh, Metcalf had eight catches for 127 and the game winner. With 40 seconds left. Geno threw for 367 and three scores. And now Seattle is seven and five. And thinking about going to the playoffs. Probably still thinking about winning the division. Maybe now with Garoppolo out. Unless you believe in Purdy. Purdy went in the game today. And, you know, he was okay. But sometimes guys are okay their first game. They come in. And Purdy went 25 for 37 for 210 with two, two TDs and one interception. But guys come in cold and sometimes play okay. And then the next week when they prepare all week and it's their job, they fall on their face. We don't know if this guy who was a seventh-round pick out of Iowa State is going to be one of those guys or not. I don't think there's anybody who's a veteran who's out there who's worth picking up. Remember, you can't make a trade now. So I don't think there's anybody out there worth picking up at quarterback. So uh, San Francisco, which has a team that could be lethal in the playoffs. They're loaded. They've won five games in a row, and they're loaded. There's nothing they can't do. And they have stars everywhere with McCaffrey and Samuel and Ayuk and, and everybody. I mean, they were going to be a major threat now with Garoppolo gone. Who knows? Garoppolo will require season-ending foot surgery. Shanahan told the media after the game. Chiefs and Bengals. Beng- I thought the Bengals would beat the Chiefs today, and then I thought the Chiefs had a great chance to run the table the rest of the way and still wind up as the one seed. Burrow is the one guy who doesn't give an inch to Mahomes. And the play he made, now they I didn't think they handled the end of the game perfectly well. But the play he made on third and 11, inside the two-minute warning, third and 11 on the Kansas City 28, Kansas City's uh, 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 Bengals are up three. They don't want to give the ball back to Mahomes. Third and 11, if he gets sacked, he's out of field goal range. He had gotten sacked on the play before. Remember, their offensive line is scary. What does he do? He hits T. Higgins, I mean, covered like a blanket for a first down, just over the line, and now the game's over. 
Burroughs is just, you know what? He's a great player. And that's why the Chiefs match up great. That's why the Bengals match up great with the Chiefs. That's why they beat the Chiefs, because they can play him late in the game and they can play him a quarterback. Burrow ranks with anybody in the sport right now. He is as cool and as confident under pressure as any quarterback in the sport. He is completely confident and completely immune to pressure. He doesn't care. He's going to make a play. He's going to make a big play. He's going to put it on a dime. He's going to do what he has to do. Let's be honest. You want your quarterback to have the kind of swagger and confidence, but also the kind of ability that that kid has. It's not going too far to call him a great quarterback. He is becoming that or has already become that. And he is, along with those receivers, the heart and soul of that team. And you know what? They're a dangerous team. They're eight and four. They've won four games in a row. Are they perfect? Heck no. There's days he gets sacked six, seven, eight times. Doesn't it doesn't doesn't affect him? He's got weapons. They know how to play. They stay in the game no matter what. And they are an extremely dangerous team. You don't want to play them in the playoffs. And if you're the Chiefs, you don't want to play them in the playoffs. You really don't. Chargers and the Raiders, as I've told you for weeks, and you're seeing it now, the Raiders were much better than their record indicated. They blew some terrible games. 17-point lead, 20-point lead, 21-point lead. They are now 5-7 and seven off back-to-back wins. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. Jacobs with another stupendous game. 144 on 26 carries. Great back. Underrated back. Doesn't get talked about enough. Cowboys in action tonight against the Colts. Off what I saw from the Colts the other night, this could get ugly for Matt Ryan because, number one, they can't protect him, and Dallas has a huge pass rush. And number two, they can't throw the ball down the field, so why would you worry about it anyway? Just go beat the hell out of the quarterback because you're not worried about them making plays downfield anyway. All you got to worry about is tackling the running back. The Colt D can show up sometimes, but I did not like what I saw last week against Pittsburgh. And speaking of Pittsburgh, I should mention that they won again today because they are starting to play a little more consistently. They're 5-7 and seven now. They're playing a little more consistently with that quarterback, with Tomlin starting to believe in that, that group of young players. You know their defense can be good when it's healthy. And you know what? This is kind of the new regime, I guess, in Pittsburgh. And they've turned the corner and decided on this quarterback. And 
they should start to head north now. I'm not saying they're going to win a whole bunch of games the rest of the way. What I'm saying is they're dangerous. You want to pay them a little bit of respect just because they, they, are, they are dangerous. They're no pushover. They have the Ravens next week, and I don't know what's up with the Ravens. Ravens were lucky to win today. They've blown a lot of leads this year. They have not played crisply. They've had a lot of, you know, injuries. They've had a lot of injuries at running back. They've had a lot of injuries to Andrews at the tight end. Andrews was having a sensational year. Now, lately, it's been real rough on him. Today, I think he had five catches, but he's not himself. And they won the game despite the fact that Jackson went out in the first quarter. One at 10-9. Now they get the Steelers next week. So you come away from today with the Giants getting a disappointing tie, with the Jets getting a loss that is redeeming in a lot of ways, but still a loss. You would have loved to see him pull it out, but you also said, hey, these Jets, they came to play. They came to make it a 60-minute game. They were banging on the door as the game ended. They fell short. They were banging on the door. They banged and they banged and they banged. And they didn't get in, but they banged and banged and banged. They didn't go away. And at this stage, that's a positive in their development. There are going to be games they have to win this year. This one and Buffalo were not the ones you thought they had to win. Those two are coming after that. Detroit, Jacksonville. They also might get a break that last game of the season, although I don't know now with that loss today for Miami, because Miami could. Yeah, they probably will need that game for something, I would think. The more I think about it, they'll probably need that game for something. You know, I, w- I would think that's the case. I'm thinking, you know, you know I doubt they'll be bo- locked. I mean, they could be locked into a spot. But odds on now, that probably won't be, that they'll need it for something, something for seeding. Or maybe even more than that. Who knows? But that's the last game. On the 8th, the Jets will finish in Miami. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's obviously not an easy game, but there aren't a lot of easy games for the Jets the rest of the way. And the game before that in Seattle is going to be, Seattle's going to need that game. So Seattle's going to end. With the way things go for San Francisco now, Seattle still could still be fighting for that division. If things don't go great for the Niners from a quarterback standpoint, next couple of weeks, the Niners next week will have the Buccaneers. Then the week after that, they are uh, playing Seattle on Thursday night in Seattle. So, you know what? It could be a really big game, depending on what happens next week with the Buccaneers. So this week was telling in a lot of ways, and you had a lot of injuries, not just to quarterbacks, running backs going down, key players going down. 
but then also a bunch of quarterbacks going down. So if this war of attrition continues as we head towards Christmas. Have a good evening. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.